Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Hi, this is Ronnie, and I want to tell you about a new segment I'm going to be adding once a month called Past Life Travelogue. Think of me as your tour guide through time. Doesn't that sound like fun? I have a blast doing this. And my clients really enjoy the process and learning about themselves from different time periods. To do these readings, I use my intuition and I also go to the Akashic Records library where there is a record of everything you've done as a soul. So every single life you've led and every single person who's here on earth now or has ever been here. So that is a big library. Often somebody brings me a question, something that's going on in their life, an issue, a challenge, a fight they had with someone. And then we go look in the past to see what's going on with this issue. And is there something in the past that's contributing to the situation in the present lifetime? I'll be sharing either a discussion about my reading with someone with their permission, of course, or an actual recording of the reading so that you can hear how it works and what happened. They're really some great adventures. So sit back and enjoy. I want to tell you about a reading I just did earlier today. It was so amazing. I just couldn't wait to share some of the details with you. Let's just start with somebody purchased a reading and they were from Brazil. But it turned out that she was actually in the Alaska time zone. That's because she was on a boat. And that's really all I knew about this person. We start the reading with just trying to find out what she's curious about. And she said first she just really wanted to see whatever I picked up. And then we'd go from there. And I explained that it's always best to ask me specific questions. Because the more specific the questions are, the better and deeper the answers are. But I agreed to start with just looking at whatever comes up and going from there. I tuned in and went to the Akashic Records and... I found first that she had been a Mayan high priestess, although she didn't do ceremonies, but she was kind of more behind the scenes, writing things down, keeping track of things having to do with plant medicine and keeping track of recipes for things. Had many, many spiritual lives also as an Aztec, but she was more of a warrior from her Aztec life. And then I moved on and the next thing I saw was Portugal and that she had been on one of those first boats that crossed the Atlantic to come to South America and probably came to Brazil. She had also been a pirate in the Caribbean. (laughs) That was funny. I said, not that you're Johnny Depp, but anyway, we had a good laugh over that. And as I discovered, she had been to sea and been on a boat in many, many lifetimes. The next thing I saw was that she had a relationship with whales. 
it reminded me of a movie I had seen called Whale Rider, which I believe is about the Maori from New Zealand. She could really talk to them, and she so she had a relationship with them and was very close to the sea and the earth and nature and that kind of thing. Another spiritual life had come up. So at that point, we stopped and we started chatting about what I had said. And she told me that she was a marine biologist and she did keep track of sea life. She did love whales. And part of her job was to report on the wildlife that she sees when she's on the boat in this particular job. But she's a marine biologist. So I thought that was fascinating. We cracked up about being a pirate and coming from Portugal and being an explorer and all of that kind of stuff. So we looked at different aspects of her career. She was wondering about whether this was something she wanted to keep doing or not, but she does seem very connected to the water and being on a boat and that kind of thing. And yet at the same time, she's kind of yearning to put roots down somewhere. And she feels like she doesn't just want to have these wandering jobs. She'd like to be more settled and have community and that kind of thing. I think she's in her 30s. I'm just guessing. I saw her on Zoom. So we moved on and we talked about her relationship with her father. And she said that she had a much better relationship with her father when she was out at sea and away from home than when she was there. When she was there, he would create distance between them. And so I explained that what I was picking up intuitively was that he had some intimacy issues And that it was much easier for him to be close to her when she was far away. And when she got close, then he wanted to have distance because it was uncomfortable. It was kind of counterintuitive. But anyway, that's what I got. And that really, this was boiling down to a life purpose. One of her real deep lessons in this life is to be independent and to really be able to think for herself, to make decisions, to believe in herself, to have confidence, build confidence and self-esteem and that kind of thing. So at that point, then she started laughing and told me that uh, her father often criticized her and complained about what she was doing. And then he would say, why do you want to do that? And why are you deciding to do that? And that doesn't make any sense. And she would go ahead and do it anyway. And then she said after a while, then he'd be all proud of her that she had done it. So That seemed to coincide with what I had gotten for her in the reading that she was learning to go her own way and be independent and believe in herself and whatever. So she was right on the path there, which was very interesting. And uh, we talked about the criticism was to help make her stronger because she became more emboldened and would strike out on her own or whatever. And the criticism didn't hold her back. It spurred her forward. So another kind of interesting twist on their relationship. So then she told me that she often ended up in relationships with men who were unavailable and sometimes they were married. And she said she really didn't want to have relationships with married guys, but they would pursue her like crazy. So from the dating coach perspective, I explained that even though she didn't want, she didn't purposely or consciously choose to date married men, that subconsciously, you know, her energy was attracting unavailable men because that actually helped her keep her own independence. And it kept her free because she couldn't be committed to somebody who was committed to somebody else. 
And so we really spent a little time investigating that, thinking about it and talking about the desire to not commit, to be free and that kind of thing. So what was interesting about that was then she wanted to talk about the current guy that she's engaging with and she wanted to know if there was anything there and what she could do about it and he was also she met him and he was married and so I said well let's take a look I tuned into the Akashic Records again and discovered oh wait I forgot a part then she wanted to know she was thinking about moving and settling down somewhere and at first I got California it was a very bright light but she didn't seem at all interested in California And I said, well, I looked at Europe and just nothing was lighting up there. And she said, well, go look again at Europe and see if anything more comes out of it. I said, okay, I'm willing to try. And so what came out of that was there was some light. And that's how I see it, like as if picturing a map with a light bulb going on over a certain area. And there was some light over northern Europe, Denmark, Sweden, Norway. And I said, you know, it's possible Denmark, Sweden, Norway and I said, I think you were a Viking in a past life. I think she mentioned that the guy was from Denmark. She did. She told me his first name and the guy was from Denmark. So as I was poking around in the Akashic Records, I said, you know, you were in the past, you were a Viking and an explorer. Again, another boating life and another life at sea. And she had come to the British Isles in the probably the 900s in a a wave there were a lot of waves of viking invasion into the british isles and so i said i can't see where it is though in the british isles and it took a while to come into focus but it then became clear it was ireland and then i saw that she had been a man in that life on this boat at sea coming to the british isles coming to ireland and that as a man she had been married to a woman in denmark before she left but she came and she conquered and then they, she started living here as a man. And so then she found a woman that she loved and it was this guy that she's now interested in. They were married. So he kind of was married to two women at the same time, but they weren't living in the same area. But eventually he did go back. He had to go back to Denmark and he had to go back to his wife and his life. So that was difficult. And after I told her that, she started to explain that they met on a boat off the coast of Ireland doing the same kind of work. And I was like so blown away by this. So it was such a similar situation too because in the last in the last life that I saw them together, which there could have been others, but the one that I saw, she was married to two people, you know, as a man. And this time he's married and he was having a relationship with her. But he, she said that when she met him on the boat... And they had crossed paths before, but then they finally crossed paths and ran into each other and met on this boat. And he said that he just felt like, I know you, I know you from somewhere, I know, I know you. It was just such an incredible pull. She just felt such a calling to be with him and he with her, which was very interesting to me, of course. I was also really surprised about the whole Ireland connection. And while she was telling me about this, She had an accent that was not Irish, but she started sounding like she was from Ireland a little bit while she was talking about meeting him there and all of that. So I was completely fascinated. And I did point that out to her. I'm like, 
You know, you're starting to sound like you almost have a little bit of an Irish lilt going on. What's going on with that? So she said that she and this guy used to kind of talk in that Irish accent to each other. That was another thing that was confounding. I was like, oh, my gosh. All right. So then she wanted to know if he, you know, was this really going to go anywhere? Is he really going to leave his wife? And, you know, this is a classic question and story. And if you've listened to anything about dating over the years, you know that this happens all the time. Women want to know if the guy is going to leave his wife. Blah, blah, blah. It's it's an old song sung by many. I couldn't get that they were going to be in a permanent relationship for a whole lifetime. But I did feel that they were going to be together. But I also felt that she needed to just live her life while he's figuring things out and that he might not do it on her timetable. But I suggested that she, in her own mind, make up a time that she was willing to invest in waiting to see what happened and, at the same time, live her life and really not make decisions based on him. She could still talk to him and see him when their paths crossed. Obviously, she's all over the globe and he might be too. But that she needed to make her own decisions and life choices now from a standpoint of being single, not from a standpoint of being with him. Not that she couldn't see him and stuff or talk to him, but she needed to continue being independent and living her life because otherwise was going to create a lot of resentment because I had this feeling she was going to sort of put her life in a holding pattern, waiting to see what this guy was going to do and if he's going to follow through and become available or whatever. And I said, you know, you really can't do that. It's going to create problems. It's going to create resentment. And then she admitted that this had come up before in other relationships where she put her life on hold right away and she couldn't understand how the men could see more than one woman and this and that when she when she was just connected right away and would put her life on hold for these guys. And so I said, yeah, you really can't do that. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. And it doesn't go with your life purpose, which is to be independent and make your decisions based on what's for your own highest good. So then she said that, in fact, uh, this Mr. Denmark, we'll call him, had told her, I need time. And I need to do this in my own own time and I need to figure it out. So he also told her, don't live your life around me, which doesn't mean I don't want to see you or I don't want to talk to you, but I can't give you any timing or anything. I have to do this the right way, what feels good to me, etc. And he was already thinking about leaving his wife, so he claimed he wasn't doing it for her, but he was going to do it anyway. And she was having a hard time with that, but I said... That's the second time you've heard it. So you heard it first from him and second from me. Now you've heard this message two times. Don't put your life on hold. For him, continue to live your life. So we talked about it a little more and what did that mean in the scope of her life and why that was so difficult and all of this kind of stuff. And so I thought, "Mm, maybe I'll just pick a card. And so I have my own deck called the Elemental Wisdom card. And they're all pictures of Earth and sky, you know, from both of those places. And so I picked the card desert. And I found this very confusing, but this is a perfect example of why you can't hold back. And when you decide you're going to do readings, depending on wherever you are, if you decide you ever want to do readings for people, more than anything, you have to trust that whatever you're getting will make sense to the other person, even if it doesn't make sense to you. And this is not easy. I still 
I know after all these years, I still struggle with it. So I showed her the card. I'm like, all right, I don't know what this card means in relationship to what we're talking about, but let me just talk about the card and what it usually means, and then we'll see what happens. I said, this card is the desert. In the desert, you don't have a lot of resources, so you have to use them wisely. You have to make good decisions. You have to think quick. And normally I think of in the desert, you, you know, you can't hide from the sun. So you got to be quick about things. You got to make your decision. You got to get out of there because you're going to fry in the heat of the sun. So this blew me away because she says to me, you're not going to believe this, but he actually told me that he felt like he was in the desert. And in the desert, he says, you don't have many resources. So you're going to run and wear yourself out and use up all your resources? Or are you going to take things slow, take time to figure things out? And I was like, oh my gosh, how crazy is that? And this is why you have to just trust that what you're getting is appropriate and tell the person you're reading for. Because to me, that card made no sense. But my perspective on the desert was very different than his. And my perspective was about quickness to get out of there. And his perspective was, not to use up and waste his resources by trying to do things fast, but to ration it out and take his time. And that was just amazing. I was so fascinated by all of these incredible synchronicity. The synchronicities in this reading were truly astonishing. And I was just so... Astonishing is the only thing that can come to mind. That's a perfect word for this. So anyway, it was a pleasure talking to her, and she said, thank you very much. And the one thing I did in closing was I asked her to please, please, please consider now not putting her life on hold because that was not once, not twice, but three times she's heard that he's going to take his time and he's going to do what he needs to do, as he should. And so should she. And that's why more than anything, it was so important for her to hear that message that she needs to just go about living her life, not around him. And hopefully she'll still see and talk to him, but she can't make plans currently in her life based on him when he's not really hers. And she needs to just move forward in her life until the time when he says he is free, if that comes about, and then she can make different plans. So I really hope that she heeds that message that she's now heard three times. You know what they say, three times a charm. So I hope she does that because that's really her big life lesson, according to the Akashic Records, right? Is learning to be independent and doing what's in her own best interest. And I sure hope she does. So that was an amazing reading. And I was so surprised by the incredible crisscrossing of synchronicities in that reading that was really a wonderful experience for both of us so I just wanted to share that with you and also I wanted to tell you about a book I read by Denise Lynn and it's called Present Lives Present Miracles and this is this book is so good I think she wrote another book about past lives but this one is really really good it gave some explanations and examples of things that were so well done. Apparently, Denise runs huge, huge like weekend seminars or one-day workshops or something where like 500 to 1,000 people come. 
and she regresses them all at the same time, which must be very powerful because it's so much more powerful when you do this in a small group versus by yourself. So never mind with 500 or 1,000 people, the energy must be just off the charts and really facilitate people who might not be as deft at doing this kind of work themselves but in the energy of a massive group like that you get to kind of ride the wave of the energy and go a lot deeper than you might be able to go on your own so that's pretty impressive anyway the thing that stuck with me was this amazing exercise where she suggests that you can go back into a past life and change the ending. You're changing the energy of the ending, we'll say. I mean, you, I don't know if you can literally change it, but I, she seems to think you can. But whatever, you can at least change the energy of it or at least change the feeling, how you feel about the end if you change the end. And I think that's what's really most important and maybe it does change things too. She gave many examples of how this had worked for clients or people who had been in her seminars. One woman had a son who had problems speaking and he would repeat words within the same sentence. So he would say, the, 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 cat, cat, cat is on, on the roof, 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 that kind of thing. And after she went back and changed one of their past lives together, which honestly, I can't remember the details, by the time she got home, he was no longer doing that weird stuttering thing. It was completely gone and healed, which is outrageous. What an incredible success that is. So I started thinking about this and thinking, hmm, what past life would I want to heal with this process? Because she made it seem amazingly easy. Where you can just go back to the memory of the past life and just give the, the ending that you want to give it. So I thought about it, and I've seen so many of my past lives, but one of them that was a little disturbing, although I wasn't severely emotionally bothered by the ending of it, but it was a little shocking, was I had been in Italy in the 1400s, and I was doing a magical ceremony. Some people would call that high magic. And there were a whole bunch of couples. And we were all doing this magic together in a circle in a large room. When the <laughs> Garda or Cabinieri, I can't remember how you say it in Italian. But anyway, they came with their, as you can just picture from the Renaissance, with their like poofy shorts where they were, you know, part green and part white or part red and part black or something. And then the other one was the opposite. You can just picture this kind of, they look like playing cards in a way, the way their colors in their clothing represented each other or, or mirrored each other. And they had the, you know, some metal helmets and they had this big long staff. And at the end was like a curved blade that was maybe 10 inches long and that's what they came in and they chopped all our heads off so everybody in the room got their head chopped off and I thought mm, that's a pretty tough ending to a life right and when I went and I actually was regressed to see that life I didn't I wasn't like crying or shaking or anything but what I said was that's what happens when you play with power and I thought hmm so this has to do with power and that's just came out of my mouth. Like I didn't have any emotional reaction. Those are just the words that came out. 
And so I think in a way that's affecting my ability to wield my own power. So I thought this would be a good thing to change. And so you can do this too, because it's this simple. I just brought up the memory of that life, brought up the visual in my own mind of seeing the guards come in and they're ready. They're at the ready to take our heads off. And I thought, well, what do I want them to do instead? What would be different and what would serve me? What would be good for everyone involved? And I recognized three other people that were in that room with me who are currently in my life today. (laughs) My brother was my husband. And then I had two girlfriends from today who are also there doing magic. So anyway, I really thought about it. And I decided, you know what would be really good? What if those guards just laid their staffs with the sword down and joined us in the magic? And that's what they did. So they came and they joined us in the magic and they decided to be a part of our ceremony. And the next thing I knew, that kind of joining us in the magic spread out through the town, through the province, through the whole country, through all of Europe, and then throughout the world. And it created this rippling, outwardly spreading spiral. So if you can imagine like dominoes set up like a spiral, They were all being knocked down in a clockwise fashion, spreading magic throughout the world. And it was so powerful and surprising and healing and magnificent to think that so many people ended up choosing to join in on the magic. And the magic was for creating more positive healing energy for the earth. It was a very positive kind of magic and very powerful. And it just drew more and more people in so that people were united in the magic and the powerful positivity that we were striving to create. It still gives me shivers, little shivers, as I tell you this now. So I want you to think about, do you know about any of your past lives? Which one do you want to shift and heal and potentially change the entire world. So it's really something good to think about. And then uh, my friend Carrie, she and I, we always get together to meditate. And we were talking about this episode and I told her about this whole thing. And she said, you know, maybe we should look at doing that for our current life. And I thought, ooh, what a good idea. And so we both picked out a memory from our lives our current lives that we wanted to change, something from childhood. And we went in and we had an intense and amazingly powerful experience about shifting the energy within your life too. So this can work with any memory, past life memory, or something that happened to you as a child that you want to change. Like I had a gym teacher who said something not too nice to me after I had just tried really, really hard to run the 50-yard dash And I put everything into it. And then she basically used me as an example of how not to run. So I went in and I changed that. And it was really miraculous. What was really interesting about doing this exercise with a present life is how moving it was. Like both Carrie and I felt really emotional after doing this and very empowered. Interestingly enough, we both found we had to do the exercise twice right in a row, like we didn't talk to each other in between. We did it once, we weren't satisfied, 
I didn't go far enough in correcting what had happened and it didn't feel satisfying. So I had to do it again and I went deeper. What I did was I had the gym teacher compliment me on how hard I tried and how she recognized my great effort to do the very best that I could. And then everyone in the whole class clapped for me. And that felt so much better than having her correct me. That's what I did initially. And she was like, oh, you did great, blah, blah, blah. Now if you could just straighten your hips and do this and don't move your arms. And that just ended up feeling crushing as well. So I really had to think about what I wanted the new outcome to be and what would be satisfying. And so I went all the way to the crazy idea that they all clapped for me. Interestingly enough, that brought up a memory of where that really did happen in a gym class when I was only 10, because I'm very short and I had a hard time throwing a ball to make a basket in basketball. And I had a very patient gym teacher when I was 10. And he just encouraged and encouraged until I finally threw the thing, got a basket, and everyone in the class cheered for me. And it's just so funny that that's where I ended up going in this memory from like, I don't know if it was seventh or eighth grade when I ran the 50-yard dash. But it made a true difference for me when I came out of that to feel more confident, to feel more acknowledged for making a tremendous effort rather than feeling so crushed by the woman saying I was a perfect example of how not to run, which I have to say was mighty embarrassing and on the devastating side. So when you're going to do this for yourself, make sure that you really think about the outcome you want. Sit with it, try it once, see if you like how that felt. If you don't, go back and do it again because there's a lot of rewarding feelings that come from how you want to see the end play out. Still only takes minutes, but I think you're going to find that it makes a big difference. You can feel it in your body. You can feel it in your emotions. So I want to encourage you to play with this and try it because it was surprisingly powerful. So I just want to wrap up by encouraging you to think about any past life memories you have that you want to switch up because you want to make them more positive or any current life memories of incidents that happen that you want to change and switch up and make them more positive and powerful in your life. And I encourage you to do it and you could do it within minutes. I mean, you could visualize that and do it within three to five minutes. It can be almost instantaneous. So I just want to encourage you to give that a shot if it makes sense for you. Do you have a big decision that you're struggling with? Or do you have trouble making decisions? Or maybe you just want confirmation that you're headed in the right direction and made the right choice. Well, I've created a special gift for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. In this free half-hour audio program, you're going to learn exactly how to ask the question, how to set everything up so that you can get an answer within 24 hours and finally know one way or another what you should be doing about a particular situation. This has worked so well for me. I'm happy to share it with you. To listen, just go to nevertoolatebiz slash sign. So that's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z slash S like in Sam, I-G-N. And it's my pleasure to share that with you. It's a simple tool to use that offers amazing and wonderful results.
Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Music